0: Facebook knows a lot about you, including your passwords. That let you do a lot of stuff. So we assume that they have security for this, right? Yes, we assume that. But check this story out. Turns out that for years, users' passwords were stored in a regular text document that could have been opened by anyone who worked at Facebook, as many as 20,000 people who may have had access to that. And how many people's passwords are we talking about here? Anywhere from 200 to 600 million Facebook users. Yeah, could have been your password that was wide open like that. How could this be allowed to happen? We're going to talk more about this now with the help of our guest, Alex Hammerstone, who's a cybersecurity expert and head of risk management at TrustedSec. Alex, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It seems like with Facebook that the hits just keep coming, don't it? Doesn't it?
1: Well, it, it does seem that way, although with, with such a large organization, with such a, a large reach, uh, such a global reach, I think you're going to end up seeing certain issues like this come off.
0: Okay, so what happened here? Like, should people be, if you're a Facebook user then, should you be concerned about your security?
1: Well, the answer is always yes. You know, for any user of of, of the internet or really any applications or anything at all, they should always be concerned with their security I think one thing to note is obviously that, you know, they, they discovered this and, um, you know, are, are out in front of it and it hasn't gotten, uh, you know, they haven't they haven't been released, these passwords. But it, it is something that's a little bit surprising in an organization that size and that sophisticated that they would be storing passwords in this manner.
0: Yeah, so you were surprised by this.
1: Uh, nothing surprises me anymore, to be honest with you. I've been <laughs> in this industry a long time. Um, but but yes, yeah, so I think, you know, Facebook uh, obviously has a lot of sophisticated programs in place and they have a lot of people there working every day, you know, to secure data, so so it's really a little bit surprising to see this news, yeah.
0: Okay, so what is it that they're doing wrong these days, Alex? Because they're certainly suffering a crisis of confidence among consumers.
1: Well, I think that may just be part of the size, too. You know, it's, it's the larger you get and the more involved you are in, in different parts of everyone's lives, you know, certainly people will be looking for things uh, with your organization. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, one of the things that I always really uh, uh, push is that when you see, and I'm not saying there's a breach, but when you see the breaches that, that come out, People oftentimes talk about the sizes of different breaches and they always just talk about records. But what they tend to forget is that there are different types of data. So as a consumer, if you think about it, if you were to lose your credit card data, that might make for a bad day, right? You have to get a new credit card. But there are other types of data that are much different. So if you think about it, would you you know, would somebody want their chat history released? So if your credit card gets gets uh, uh compromised, it might ruin your day. If your chat history gets released, you could ruin your whole life and the the things that people have in there. So the types of data that they have are going to be much different and much more personal to people.
0: That is so true. Like when you put it that way, though, Alex, it really, I think, underscores how much information that we are trusting a company like Facebook with.
1: That's true. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is if you're not paying for something, then generally you are the product, Um, you know, whether it's a discounted product or a free product. Oftentimes they're, you know, looking to get your information and, and, uh, you know, build a profile of you that they can sell advertising or sell to other advertisers. And really, the, the world has changed so quickly and so rapidly that there's just so much data out there about everybody and the way it's correlated and the way they've built profiles of everybody for advertising. And so it's just one of those things that you have to decide at some point, you know, do you want to be part of modern society and kind of share your data? Or do you want to kind of try to go live in a cabin and, and not share anything? So it's just a choice people <laughs> need to make. Are you
0: telling me there's no middle ground? It's either I got to live in the cabin or I have to share everything? <laughs>
1: Well, there's certainly a middle ground, you know, obviously being, you know, careful what you uh, say and do, you know, I, I try not to be paranoid, I try to, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, give in to fear. But really, if you think about it, you know, if you think about, you know, the breaches that we've seen over the years, you know, it's probably not a good idea to share, you know, very highly personal things or have very highly personal conversations, you know, in chats or really on, on any platform, and maybe save those for, uh, you know, the telephone or in person. Yeah, Because that, really, you know, once uh, you, you type something into a computer, it, it tends to live there forever. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm wondering then. So, like, we, we like to see these stories and go, okay, look at Facebook, not protecting our information again. But how much of this is our fault for thinking that we can just put all this stuff out there and somebody's going to look the other way?
1: Well, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, one of the most common questions that I get asked by people is, you know, how, how can I keep my data safe? And the fact of the matter is that most of your data you don't have. And even if you think about your health record, so, you know, unless you're keeping them printed out in a folder that you're putting underneath your mattress, you don't have them, you know, you're they're at a health facility, or they're at an application provider, they're somewhere else. So your data, you know, these days is really only as secure as how, uh, you know, how how secure the people that you give that data to keep it. So it's really kind of interesting is that while there are certain things that we can all do to protect our accounts, once we give our data to somebody else, it's really just in their hands. Okay,
0: well, how do you protect yourself online?
1: Well, so, you know, I try to just kind of be a member of modern society and, and, uh, you know, use the services that make life more convenient. But, you know, protecting your accounts, you know, things like like passwords, you know, if you can use passphrases, you know, so you can use really long sentences, you know, a song lyric or something, uh, um, not reusing your passwords. So if you remember, there have been some breaches in the past where, you know, hackers were able to see kind of the username and passwords that were used on one site. And if you took those username and password combinations and went and tried them on other sites, including banking sites, they were able to get to a lot of those. So making sure that you're not using the same passwords everywhere, um, you know. But but really, I, I think that it, it takes uh. You want to be somewhere in the middle, which is you know not worry every second, but also be just smart about what you're doing.
0: That's really tough for people these days, isn't it? Though, because we rely on the internet for everything, and it seems to want more and more information from us.
1: It does, and it, it's just if you start to think about it, it's just ev- it's everything. You know, yeah. your phone is always with you, so your phone knows where you go. You know, it it, it knows. Uh, where you shop. And then if you have your, you know, your shopper cards, they know what you're buying. And, you know, all the credit card companies know what you buy and where you go. And then, you know, your, uh, you know, your chats and your phone calls, so just everything is, you know, in these databases and is able to be correlated. And really, there's almost, uh, it's really difficult these days to have any privacy.
0: It is okay, but we should keep trying though, right? Like, we shouldn't necessarily just rely on these companies to be private for us.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, I think, you know, regardless of where you are, whether you're in uh, Canada or the U.S., I think that what will probably happen is down the road, we're probably going to look at some more regulation will be coming out, is my guess. Oh. You know, just because I think that um, it's just uh, everything's moved so quickly and, and technology has moved so fast and data has changed so much that the laws really haven't kept up with it. And, you know, we did see kind of the GDPR in Europe and there's a, a law coming in the U.S. and California that's going to um, have a lot more privacy requirements. But I think down the road, the government's probably going to step in. But for now, it really comes down to, you know, just kind of making sure that if you don't want something, uh, you know, public, then don't share it.
0: That's good advice. Alex, thank you. Thank you very much. That is Alex Hammerstone, a cybersecurity expert and head of risk management at Trusted Sec.